I, it didn't feel like it was 47 minutes to me. Oh, so it, felt, it felt like it was 47 hours to me. Yeah, well, you're a bitch. Anyways. <laughs> Can't deny that. <laughs> everyone and welcome to anime club after dark the podcast that delves into all things anime manga and otaku culture related i'm your host show and joining me tonight we have senpai alex oh my god i finally get to do an intro what the fuck and it still sucks and wow uh, joining us as well is the wizard of weight what chinoda remember kids don't drink and drive <laughs> okay yeah. wait a minute so Last night, I asked if you were going to be on here tonight with us, and all we got was incoherent fucking drivel from you. Like, what the fuck were you doing last night? Wait, last night or the night before? Or the night before. What do you think? Uh, okay, so You were TLD- loaded. TLDR, um, my parents were, uh, not my parents, my friend's parents were out of uh, town for a whole week. So we said, F it, let's get together as usual, but stay much later and get fucking sauced. And we did. Clearly. And by the time uh, we were all leaving, it was midnight, and I was like, fuck, I am not good to drive home. <laughs> so I had my friend drive me down the hill, uh, and I just slept in my car until like 3 a.m., Afterwards, uh, I woke up, threw up outside my car, and then went home because I was good to drive afterwards. <laughs> Sad. Oh, the life you lead. Wow. Hey, we had plenty of fun. I'm, it sounds like it. <clears throat> and we're going to wow. be at Otakon in a few months. It's going to be a damn good time. Yes. Okay, well, um, moving on from Chinoda's um, sad, sad life. Uh, Before we get into the topic that we're going to talk about today, I thought I'd bring up a very interesting piece of news that we have regarding um, the very famous voice actor Vic Mignogna, who is best known for his role as Edward from Full Metal Alchemist. Um, So... The background to this story is that over the last, like, 10-ish years, for basically his entire career, he has been uh, surrounded by a lot of controversial um, accusations, um, which include uh, hugging and kissing fans without their consent, a lot of these fans being minors, um, and a lot of these uh, alleged... Uh, occurrences have been photographed and have been posted online. Uh, He's also been accused of uh, running his merchandise store by employing his fans and not paying them, and a lot of these fans are minors. Uh, He's been alleged that of being very rude to con staff to the point that a lot of cons have uh, blacklisted him from their conventions. He's been accused of homophobia <laughs> because he uh, refuses to sign Yaoi art and um, he bans Yaoi discussion from his Discord. And uh, topping off this very, very long list of accusations, he has been uh, accused of being anti-Semitic because uh, he is a very public Christian and from time to time he has made anti-Semitic comments publicly. And that is just the history of uh, all the controversial things surrounding him. But recently, there has been a a series of, I believe, tweets about um, fans that have been, that have uh, been unconsensually uh, hugged and kissed by him, and they've been sharing their experiences on Twitter. And this has come to such a public 
come into the public eye so much that I don't know how recently this is like um, within the last couple weeks uh, Rooster Teeth has dropped him from their Ruby dubcast and also Funimation has now dropped him from their Morose Mononokian dubcast and this is actually um, a pretty big deal because these accusations about Vic Mignogna have been um, public knowledge for a long, long, long time, but it has never um, affected his uh, career and the industry has never addressed it. But now it seems that he is uh, losing roles because of it. And I know that uh, you have uh, some things to say about this, Alex. Okay, well... It, it... I, I want to start off by saying I've never personally met Vic Mignogna, but I've been to several conventions that he himself has attended. And I've talked to people who have gotten to meet him in person. It, it's very difficult to not deny that a vast majority of people that say they are fans of his or have said they are fans of his are women uh, because he has this tendency to voice, at least in English dubs, for lack of a better word, be shonen um very pretty boys that have very like hey baby kind of attitudes um (laughs) it's true it's true i just love how you describe it (laughs) it's true um i think part of the problem i have with all this is that there's so much being leveled at once it's like but it's all being regarded the same with the same exact severity as like rape or sexual assault in which I think like step back for a second and, and look at these for what they are like, like the, and some of these charges are absolute bullshit. Like the anti-Semitic thing came from a single incident, a single incident in which he was at a, con- I think he was at a convention and he was at a, on a panel and there was a bunch of noise in the background. And he's, he described it as a Holocaust. <laughs> like, uh, that's okay, that's not true. That is There's, not, there are... that is not anti-Semitic. There are multiple. That's only one uh, instance. That's the only one I've heard of that's been corroborated. That he himself has corroborated and there's video evidence of it. Well, uh, there's multiple accusations. These are all accusations. Well, I'm saying this is an instance where there's actually video and and evidence and audio evidence of it. So, like, it's hard to run away from that. That, however, is not anti-Semitic in the least. I mean, is it maybe the best word to use? Probably not, but does does uttering the word Holocaust make someone anti-Semitic? No. If that's the case, then everyone who's ever narrated a World War II documentary is an anti-Semite. Any damn history teacher is an anti-Semite. Yeah, is an anti-Semite, if, if, that's, the, if that's the metric you're going by. Uh, secondly... Well, okay. <laughs> so, second... Before you go on, okay, comparing uh, historians to uh, casually... Talking about the Holocaust is very different, first of all. But yes, I agree with you that that particular instance where he said Holocaust is not... um, I don't see it as Um, anti-Semitic. Like I said, is it the best word to use? Maybe not. Is it... it, Could he have used worse words? Yeah, probably. Um, But that... Just uttering the word Holocaust does not make you an anti-Semite if you also don't happen to be Jewish while saying it. Um, The second thing about the homophobia... Look, I get it. Okay, that the man doesn't sign Yaoi artwork. He is, he is, and he he'll be the first to admit this because I've actually I've watched like panels and stuff that he's been on where he's talked very passionately about this. Like he is a he is a devout Christian, and I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that. Like if if that's him, that's fine. If that's who you want to be, that's fine. Um, and if you are a devout Christian, there's a very good chance that you actually don't approve of homosexuality. And which, okay, if, if that's what you want to be, that that's fine. I don't have to agree with it. It's just, as long as you're not hurting anyone with it, I don't care. Um, but he is not the only English language voice actor that I know of who won't sign either ex- sexually explicit fan art or uh, unlicensed work. Like, if someone came okay. up to him, if someone came up to him and, and like, and I think that voice actors are like explicitly told this by like their agencies and stuff. Like if someone brings like um, uh, paraphernalia up to you that is quite obviously bootlegged, refuse to sign it. Even if it's not like sexually explicit, don't sign it, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that. 
Um, but he does sign bootleg stuff, just not the bootleg stuff that is Yaoi. And it's not necessarily lewd Yaoi. Again, like, I don't necessarily, I, I don't, I don't think there's an issue with that. I think that if... And also, like, saying, like, justifying that he's a Christian, like, you can, st- yes, you can be a Christian. That still makes you a homophobe if you don't approve of homosexuality. I don't think so, because homophobic literally means afraid of homosexuals. I don't think he's afraid of it. He yeah, just doesn't literally agree with it. it literally means that. Oh, my God. Phobia is an... Uh, no, pho- the, the word homophobia literally means an unjustified fear of homosexuals. Yeah, it's unjustified because there's no reasonable reason to be against not homosexuality. Fear, if you say so, I disagree. But... I, I, to me, like, I, I don't, I don't, I find it difficult to say that I have a problem with him refusing to sign Yaoi artwork. I really, I I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with a voice actor or anyone in the industry, whether it's like a director or producer or whatever, like when people bring them fan artwork to sign, like I. I don't even think that I would sign fan artwork if someone brought it. Like, if, if someone had made fan art of our podcast, I probably wouldn't sign it. Because yeah, I, didn't, that he's I, did, I didn't about make it. it. He's selective about it, though. So, I mean, what the narrative that I've heard about him just makes me think he's homophobic. So, I mean, maybe he is. That's certainly not the worst threat or worst allegation that's been lobbied at him. No, it isn't. Um, and then I think. I'm kind of working up to the the, <laughs> the sexual assault thing. The last thing I want to talk about before the sexual assault though thing is about him being blacklisted from cons. He is certainly not the only diva in the entertainment industry. Okay, like I get it, and there I, I've I've heard this for a long time too about Vic Mignogna that he has this diva personality when he goes to conventions. He's certainly not the only one. Um, he's certainly not the only entertainer out there who has a diva per- personality complex. Um, and doesn't make it right oh no i'm not saying it makes it right i'm just saying he's not the only one and i don't understand why people aren't also piling on these other voice actors who do the exact same thing um i don't know why well i actually i haven't i have a a big suspicion as to why this is all happening to him all at once even though a lot of this has been known for years um but like some of the stories i've heard were like if if you go to a convention, I like I don't know the ins and outs of going to a convention, especially if you are talent that's being invited to a convention. But from what I've heard, that a lot of these people, like voice actors, like directors, like producers and stuff, they get what's called a per diem while they're there from the people running the convention, which is this is their spending money while they're at the convention. And once it's gone, it's gone. You can't ask for more. And I've heard stories about him spending all of it on the first day and then bilking uh, volunteers who work at the conventions out of money to get him like, you know, drinks and snacks and whatever, <laughs> which, you know what? Is it right? No. Should he do it? Absolutely not. But is that akin to being a rapist? No, it's just, it's just a bad personality on his part. I mean, that is not equivalent to rape. I'm sorry. It's not, it's bad. I don't, but think it's not equivalent I don't to rape. understand. No one's saying it's equivalent to rape. No, but they keep piling it on like it is. Um, I think you're misinterpreting what's going on. It's more, it's not that they are have leveling all these accusations as a reason for that. He's a bad person. And it's like, Oh, like it's more that, you know, um, the biggest thing was the sexual assault. And like, since that's so much in the light, you know, we might as well talk about everything else as well. Well, since you brought it up, let's talk about it. The whole sexual assault thing. Okay. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with someone being affectionate. I do, however, think there is something wrong with someone being affectionate with people who don't want to be affectionate. That's understandable. That's very understandable. But seeing the reaction of some of these fans of his, again, who I said in the, at the beginning, are a lot of them are women. The way that some of them respond when they actually get to meet him, it's not. it doesn't seem the least bit non-consensual. Like, when you go up to someone and ask for a hug, and they give you one, you shouldn't be surprised that they gave you a hug. Okay, but um, from the accusations I've read, there's lots of accusations. But a number of them are from people that are not necessarily his fans. They're just, like, 
in like uh one uh person was just accompanying their friend to go see him yeah i read that too they were just in the vicinity you know yeah i read that that encounter too it's not necessarily the 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 scenario that you would think it is oh no i and i like Again, if if it's non consensual, then yeah, it's it's a little creepy. Um, it's what's well, more than a little creepy. It is creepy. Um, and especially if it's with people who are underage. Although the thing that that strikes me about the whole underage thing is there ha- if they're underage at a convention, surely there was someone who was responsible for them. And if there wasn't, that's bad parenting. Um. I'm not saying that you know it's it's all the it's like the the person who the victim's fault at all. I'm just saying that if all that went on and you as a parent didn't know that happened to your underage child, some of that blame should be on you too. I mean, I don't really think so. I think it's pretty common for um high school age children to go with their friends to places such as conventions that's usually seen as a as a normal thing to do I oh would yeah say. but some of these are, are like from people i i read a story i i can't remember where i, I may, may, may have been on anime news network now i'm not i'm not sure but it was like someone who at the time was like 10 or 11 like surely they had to be there with a parent or a guardian of some kind Probably, but I mean, most of the allegations I see are from high school age children. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, it seems very convenient that all of it is happening now, especially right after Not the really. Dragon Ball Be- Super movie came out and he voiced the titular character. It just seems very convenient. It's always been there, though. It's just being then repeated. Then, then my, then my issue is if it's always been there, why now? Why I just now? said. It was always there, as in they. This isn't the first time they came. They they they've publicly stated this. It's been these accusations have been publicly stated before. They're just being restated now. Okay, then why was nothing done before? I don't know. That's the question you should be asking. The question, not the why? question you should be asking, is is why 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 was nothing done before if all this has been known? And also, not all of this has come out before because there's a bunch of people who are coming out now that saying, "Well, I was just too afraid back then to say anything." Why? What do you mean, why? Oh, why? we'll get right I, into this. I yeah, because this, as much as <laughs> this we're going is this, about this this news topic is very related to yeah, the it's, uh, it's very tangential to the topic that we will be sure. discussing today. Um, my question, no, my, my question is always been about these like rape and sexual assault and sexual harassment allegations that come out years after the fact. I have never understood why anyone would wait to report that. Like, how does it affect you? Because you're, well, you're gonna receive hate threat online. So, oh, of course. But, what do you mean? Uh, so that's so. That's about, like, it's just can, allegation if, no. is all it is, and allegation versus proof is a whole different thing. That, and that that's another point. All these people who are, are piling on him right now, and a lot of these, some of these people are don't even have any allegations against him. Are just assuming all of this is true by dint hell. Of some of them have of, already been disproven. Yeah. Well, and Straight then I up. read something today. I read a thread that I I think came from a Facebook group of people actively saying that they should like Photoshop pictures of Vic Mignogna interacting with the fans to make it look like he was more creepy than he is. Like. And you wonder why people don't believe or have a hard time believing some of these allegations. Like, really? It's just, I've never, in my whole life, like this whole thing, it seems eerily reminiscent of the whole Brett Kavanaugh thing that happened last year here in the United States. It's like, no one's, everyone's jumping to the absolute worst conclusion without looking at any evidence. All they, they assume that if there's enough accusations, everything must be true, regardless of whether it's been proven false or not. Even if it was proven false, it must still be true. I don't understand why you think that. I don't think anybody thinks that anything is true. They're all allegations. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> they, they, it's exactly what they are, but so many people are treating it as if, like, it should be true. Like, there's that whole hashtag, I don't, like, I don't think Vic. so. I don't see that. Well, why, why? if that's not true, then why did Rooster Teeth boot him off of Ruby, and why did Funimation kick him off the other, Moreau's something? Well, first of all, um, if the public thinks it's true, then it might as well be, because that's marketing. That's the point. Um, he's that's unpopular. 
that's that but that is just um the business side of it and second of all um they may not think it's true but it's likely at this point the probability is going up i'm not i i I certainly think there's a high probability that he did some of this stuff for sure i'm just saying that i mean if some of it has still been proven to be true then call it for what it is a disproven allegation i actually don't know what allegation you're talking about but is that will uh, is there anything else besides that that we would like to talk about this news item or do we want to move on i've said everything i got to say yeah i think okay. we should just get to the main point <laughs> i will I, well, I will say i will say i will say one last thing uh-huh. the court of public opinion is not actually a court and any court of it, public opinion is more mob mentality than it anything. is it is and it would just I, I hate to say anything because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the truth. No one here knows what the actual truth is. Um, I'm half tempted to say, like, I'm half tempted to reach out to Vic Mignon and say, you want to be interviewed? Because so far, since all this has happened, he hasn't done any interviews. He hasn't really talked to anyone. He keeps talking through these, like, statements on his Facebook page and, and Twitter, and it's, like, these long-winded statements that, like, they sound like they're written by a fucking publicist. Wouldn't be surprised if it was. I could have written a better statement than that. <laughs> but I don't know. I think he really needs to. He needs to show his face. He needs to. He needs to answer the questions publicly. What's he got to hide, huh? What's he got to hide? And you know what? If he really did a lot of these things that, that he is being accused of, then yeah, he probably should go away. Yeah, but he needs to make the money. I mean, he can't admit to it. I mean, that's what everything's all about. End of the day, money. <clears throat> money. <laughs> Not really. It's only about money for him. It's probably about mental health for the victims. But um, let's move on to uh, the topic <laughs> that uh, we are going to uh, talk about today. Which is which slightly related. Is, uh, very related. It is the portrayal of rape and sexual harassment in anime and manga. Um, not quite the same as actual sexual harassment, but um, I would say topic. I would say I would say rape is slightly worse than sexual harassment. Okay, but uh, well, I was more anyways. Anyways, the point um, actually, this topic was uh, surprisingly not inspired by the Vic Mignogna uh, sexual assault allegations, but instead, no, it was, it was inspired by something far <laughs> stupider. Yes, a bit uh, before this happened uh, in early January, there was another controversy about uh, the rising of a shield hero, episode oh, one. <laughs> the best episode, um, where the protagonist uh, was falsely accused of being a rapist. And um, that is what we are going to use as a springboard to talk about rape and sexual assault so before we get into the actual discussion i know you have some things to say about uh the actual uh occurrence the actual shield hero episode am i if i'm not mistaken alex i mean i watched it it was um it was a really big waste of 47 minutes of my life um this show is well, I can't say the show. the The first episode is terrible, not because of the whole rape controversy or rape, you know, false rape allegation that's in it. It's just bad because it's not. It's just another shitty isekai. Um, Wait, hold on. Forty seven minutes. What? The first episode of Shield yep. Hero is forty seven minutes long. Was it? Yes, it was. The fuck? I don't remember <laughs> it being that long. Sorry, go on. You just don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember it really well. I just don't remember it being that long. A lot of like, a lot of the issues I have with it it ha- comes from the um, commentary that arose from the first episode, and not the actual episode itself. Um, if I had to just like give a quick review of the first episode, I'd say it's just another really badly set up, poorly executed. Um, first episode of just a generic isekai anime just like the 500 billionth 
isekai anime that we've gotten in the last two or three years. Um, and it's got the exact, I mean, you could literally, at this point, you could fucking, like, swap, like, characters from these isekai stories, and the stories wouldn't change. Um, that's how fucking stereotypical and how just uncreative these isekai stories have become. Um, and the only thing outstanding, like, you know, that, that stands out about this in contrast to other isekai anime premieres is the fact that it also contains a, a false, uh, what is obviously a false rape allegation um, in its first episode. And, uh, of course, I've, I, from talking to John, who has, I think, read both the light novel and the manga uh, that this anime is based on, um, it kind of follows your typical sort of revenge story route past that. I have no intention of watching anything past the first episode. Again, not because I was thrown off by the whole rape thing. It's just because it's a really terribly set up, badly developed isekai. Um, and hate it for that. Not for what some of these people who wanted to write commentaries about it for hate it for. The thing that, that really pissed me off was this writer on anime news network who reviewed the first episode and to be fair a lot of people who on anime news network who reviewed this first episode gave it a pretty low rating um i to say that the response was lukewarm would probably be giving it too much credit i think the the best rating anyone gave it was a three out of five which is still kind of eh um but the 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 um the review that really stuck out and really caused a controversy within the fran or within the uh, the fan base or the, the like the anime world is the review by a, a writer at Anime News Network named Nick Creamer. I think that's how you say his last name. Um, and his rating, while I agree with his rating, burn it and salt the earth, out of five, <laughs> um, I I I can't agree with his reasoning for giving it that rating, even though I agree with the rating. Because he goes into all this really, like... It almost sounds like he's a fucking reporter for CNN. Um, he's basically going through all these talking points that aren't, aren't even true about the show. About how it's misogynistic and how... And the thing that really, like, made me, like... Re when I wrote read this, I was like, are you fucking insane? Like, I, I can't believe anything that this person says from this point on after I read this, was that it was tone deaf given the current state of, like, I, I assume what he was referring to was, like, here in the West we have this kind of movement called Me Too. I assume that's what he was referring to. Um, although he was very incoherent with a lot of his points, so it was really difficult to tell. To tell. Um, but that that's what really struck me about this. And I don't know where he's getting this. I don't know what crevice of his asshole he pulled this out of, but that's clearly where it came from. Um, there's literally, while you can certainly, you can certainly criticize its technique of world building, which he does, and I completely agree with that. I don't understand where he gets this idea that it, that it's tone deaf. Like that, in an, saying that this is tone deaf is in and of itself tone deaf to me. So I don't know. You so you don't think it's tone deaf? No, I think I think the idea of a false a story based around a false rape allegation is very appropriate to what we're going through right now. And the fact the thing that he says in here that that I guess is his reasoning for be, it being tone deaf is that there are far more real rapes that go unreported than that, that get falsely reported, which may very well be true, but that doesn't negate the fact that it's a bad idea to base a story around a false rape allegation, especially now. It's I like, would say, wh why I not? Would say, I would say that um, the idea is uh, not the most appropriate, and the execution makes it even worse. I'm not the execution. I will. I will full. I will fully agree is not good um, for more reasons than just how it's done in the the how it's done in the context of an isekai. Um, but to say that it's tone deaf, like that would be, that would be like saying that it's tone deaf to ever make a movie about nine 11. Mm. Well, no, let I'm me rephrase that. Parallels. Let me, let me rephrase that. It would be, it would, it would be like saying that it would be tone deaf to make a movie about nine 11 while there were still people alive who can vividly remember nine 11. I would say it's more, um, 
akin to making a story about the um uh the uh, i don't know how to phrase this making a story about the harrowing lives of the terrorists that led up to the 9-11 you're talking about the terrorists that actually committed the act yes i would say it's more akin to that because like i don't majority because the majority um of people um empathize with the victims of 9-11 just like the majority of people suffer from uh in regards to rape the majority of the victims are the of the victims of rape um whereas not there's very few uh relatively um terrorist i mean not many people empathize with terrorists at the same time there's very few uh false allegations so while that's i, I, well, that's I will certainly relative. agree with you that everything you said is true i don't see how it's equivalent i just said how it's equivalent but it's, it's i would say not equivalent those two things are not equivalent like, like so, you're the one who brought up the whole 9-11. I don't know how 9-11 in and of itself is equivalent to this. It's a just comparison, be- not an equivalence. Just, uh, just because there is a disparity in how many rapes actually happen versus how many are falsely like reported doesn't mean that it's tone deaf to ever make a story about a false rape allegation. I disagree. I don't see. I don't. I, I. I don't see how you don't see that. I like so mostly so because when, when would it, when would it be okay to make a story about a false rape allegation ever? Should should it never be made? Should should we just completely ignore the fact that false rape allegations happen? <laughs> no. Um, then when I think when the if, idea if it's, tone deaf, if it's tone deaf now, give me a time when you could make this story and it not be tone deaf. Give me a specific date. Well, it. I think it will always be well. Um, in the current era, I think it will always be tone deaf. However, if you write it well enough and with enough nuance, then it can be. You can surpass. Like the the standard right now is a basic story about false allegations is going to be tone deaf. But you have to go beyond that standard. You have to write it better, and then you know you can surpass the tone deafness. I still don't. I still don't understand how that makes it tone deaf. I, I maybe because maybe I learned false, a completely different definition. Maybe I learned a completely definition of tone deaf than everyone else <laughs> seemed to have. But tone deaf means to me when something is so uncouth that it just shouldn't be done. Not really. Then Isn't what does tone I, deaf mean? Does tone deaf just mean well we have to uh, censor to it me, because it, we don't like it? Uh, to me, it's offensive. Tone deaf is offensive. So, so someone saying that they were falsely accused of, if someone came to you and said, I was falsely accused of rape once, you'd look at them and say, well, I'm, I'm offended. Well, the thing about the false accusation of rape is that, um, I like how Chinoda's not like, only, I'm not getting into this bullshit. Not no, only I'm listening it... in. I'm trying to figure out where I want to put my, uh, metal into this, but hold on. I'm, I'm listening. Go on show. Go on. The false accusations of rape obviously um, speak to the people who have been falsely accused of rape. Yes, that's the direct connection. But they also, um, a story about a false accusation of of rape will also affect um, people who have been raped, who do not want to, um, who do not want to seek justice for it or seek counseling or seek... um, you know, talk about it, seek mental health for it because they are afraid that they will be uh, accused of falsely, um, uh, accused of being, uh, uh, oh God, accused of falsely accusing. They're afraid that they won't be believed. They're afraid that they won't be believed um, even though they have been raped. And that is also a big problem. So a story like this affects both of these issues. So for the people who have been raped and are afraid to talk about it that's this kind of story is offensive to them um so so that's so yes it is something that happens um at the same time it does offend uh people that have experienced that so you need to keep you if you're tone deaf if you just ignore those people that you're literally being deaf to them so that's why you're offending them so you have to keep that in mind 
and you have to write it in such a way that um, it respects that experience. And at the same time, you can still talk about false accusations of rape, but you have to do it in a nuanced way because you are going to offend other people. But why should an author have to yeah. do that in respect of uh, just one uh, part of people that have that experience that's been done to them? Don't get me wrong. They it's don't horrible, have to obviously. Do yeah, authors, just gonna, authors have zero, zero obligation to be considerate to all 7 billion plus people on Earth when they write their stories. That is absolutely asinine, and to expect that from any author is stupid. Uh, it's funny that you say that, but um, the population that have um, uh, experienced rape and are afraid to talk about it versus the population who have been falsely accused of rape, the first one is much larger than the second one. Um, so Damn. that's the majority. Um, and secondly, no, the author does not have an obligation to do anything, but they will be offending people and these offended people will talk about it. So that's what's happening right now. Yeah, that's the problem. There's too many, and that's 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 another one of my big gripes with this person who Nick Creamer or Kramer, I, I don't know, I was supposed to say his last name, um, who wrote this article. It, it comes off as someone who went into this actually trying to be offended by it. Let me add, let me let me tell you something. If you go into a piece of entertainment, any kind of entertainment, whether it's anime, a comedy show, whatever, and you actively try to be offended by what you see or what you experience. I'm sorry, but you are a joyless anti-human being. I mean, it's not. I wouldn't say that he uh, that he went in trying to be offended. I mean, yeah, he, he did. He I can tell. Have, I can he, tell by how he wrote this that he wanted to be offended by it because he I starts think, out. I think that out. I think that sexual harassment might be a very important issue to him. He might have personal experience with it. That's why he is very honing in on it. But that doesn't mean he wanted to be offended by it. Well, I can tell. I can tell that he was trying to be offended by the very first sentence sentence of his review. "Quote: I knew Shield Hero by reputation long before the season, so I I was prepared for it to be one of the winter's most controversial anime. So he went into it knowing that it was going to have something to be like that he wasn't going to like. First of all, why would I, I get it? You work for a, a company where your job is literally to review anime. I get it, but why would you even go into it with this idea that?" Maybe it's going to be different than I expected it to be. Okay, I don't really. I just, just I mean, the you can, whole, the you whole can watch whatever for whatever reason. I, it's true, but the whole article just reeks of someone actively trying to be offended by something. I mean, I guess, but the things he brought up to me at least were uh, interesting points, also, and he, I don't think they were bullshit. Also, I thought they says, were legitimate points. Nah, he also says that it is by nature misogynistic. Shall I read for you the exact Oxford English Dictionary definition of misogyny? If you feel that you must. The exact Oxford English Dictionary, which is the preeminent dictionary for the English language on earth, defines misogyny as a mass noun meaning dislike of, contempt for, or uh, ingrained prejudice against women. I will, I will point to you the fact that women is plural, not singular. You have to hate many women to be considered a misogynist, not just one. As far as I can tell, at least so far, at, by the end of the first episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero, he only hates one woman. That's not misogynist. That's just hatred of an individual. That's what you got I know. from... I, the point of the his comment was that he is treating women as objects from the very beginning. No, he's not. It's the thing. He never is. All right, so even even if you want to take it that way, which I don't, I think this author literally just thinks that he has a hatred for one woman, therefore he hates all women. Um, but no, I didn't get that at all. That's that's exactly how it read to me in the article, but whatever. That's that's beside the point. Um, I, do, I want to point out that if a man, any man, whether it's in anime or in real life, looks at a woman and says, wow, she's pretty good looking, that's not misogynistic. It can be, depending on the context. No, it's not. A, a heterosexual man being attracted to women is not misogynistic. That's called fucking procreation. That's how the species basically, propagates. When you see all women for uh, what what is a woman to you, how sexy they are, that's objectifying. Okay. Well, yeah, but how That still how technically that isn't misogyny, by the way. I would say that is misogyny. 
That's not well. If you like someone, that's inherently not dislike of or contempt for. Yes, you like them sexually. You don't like them as a person, because you just you ignore the per the mental aspect of the person, and you're just like you're a sexy person. Okay, sure. I I don't understand how that's misogyny. Just act, complimenting a person, I guess, is misogynistic. It's depending not- on the context, it can be. It's not That's the so, fact that, that, is, that is exactly uh, complimenting why. a person. It's the fact that they see the other gender as less than a person, more just sexy. And I do understand from that perspective. It is wrong and very fucked up. If you're clearly, yeah, if you're clearly objectifying someone, then sure. But if you're just saying that you meet a woman on the street and you say, you got a nice personality and you're pretty. I don't understand how that's misogynistic. No, that's not misogynistic, but in the case of Shield Hero, well, this is just too complicated. The point is that, like, if all you're doing... Okay, I think we get the point. If all you care about is the... is the, um, If, like, the first thing you see... If the first thing you say to a woman when you meet her is um, how good they look, and that's the kind of person you are, that's what you... Uh, like, that's, like what you do to multiple women then then there's probably a problem there because you are treating women as as you know objects uh, yeah but, but you have to treat more than one woman what more than one individual that way if it's just one person that's just <laughs> hatred of an individual and let me ask you something what if this was directed towards a man what in the story what if it had been a man who had accused him of, of uh, falsely of rape would it be misogynistic then I seriously doubt there would have been as much controversy. No, there wouldn't have. You know why? One. Do you know? Do you know why there wouldn't have been? It would have been stunning and brave then. I'm I'm finding trouble trying to imagine this hypothetical, how I, that would I, fit into the story. I, I'm not saying because, it would make because sense like in the it's story. not it's not just the rape accusation that makes the first episode of Shield Hero misogynistic. It's how whenever he thinks of a woman, he blushes. It's like oh my god, they're so hot. It's like when he sees the a picture of a princess he's like oh you know she can't be a princess she's too slutty i'm like really um it's all that accumulating into which i found that line actually funny i chuckled when that when that line was was read because if you think about it most royal families throughout history have been pretty slutty um uh you know what we'll just i don't want to get into that (laughs) I don't want to question into what you mean by that. It's true. (laughs) Okay, but um, anyway, it's accumulation. It's not just the one rape. So if if he was, um, all he was doing was, um, if that the entire okay, this that hypothetical changes the entire story. So I can't really entertain that hypothetical. Well, the the hypothetical reinforces this idea that. If it had been a man that had been accused of rape, I mean, if it had, rather if it had been a a man who had been a victim of rape, whether false or not, no one would have said anything because it's okay in in Western society. It seems like it's becoming okay for men to get raped. I don't really think so, but um, I feel like there's been just as uh, rape has become more visible um, with the Me Too movement. I think uh, male rape with Rape where the men are the victims uh, is also becoming more visible. So I don't know. I, I don't know I, what I, the I reaction would have been. I actually couldn't disagree with you more because there's always these rape statistics that are given that you know women are by far more victims of rape than men. That's not even close to being true. Men are raped at a rate almost three times more than women in in the West. According according to what? According to basic math and statistics, because almost all these places that that give the statistic that women are more often victims of rape than men completely and very conveniently discount rape that happens in prisons. And since 90% of the prison population, at least in the United States, is male, who do you think is raping who? Okay. I don't see how that affects this issue right now. I'm just saying it, it, it's it's indicative because I'm assuming the guy that that wrote this article in Anime, uh, Anime News Network is a Westerner. More than likely. I mean, with a name like Nick Creamer, I would assume so. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to assume someone's race without ever meeting or seeing them, for that matter. Um, 
but it just seems like well it seems like anyone who reviews stuff for a western outlet is going to review stuff through a western lens and that's that's perfectly fine but i just I don't know, something really just strikes me as very off-putting about this this particular review mostly because this this particular commentator attempts to politicize the whole thing and it's like it's not even the least bit political like the actual episode itself is not the least bit political i don't see a problem with um having a political criticism of a show though well if it doesn't actually like play into the show then why would you because it's part of being critical having different lenses to analyze the show uh, if you go way over the top with it i just sure so um we can move a little further into this topic unless uh <laughs> you want to have any specific gripes with shield hero have you watched it Chinoda? i'm watching it uh to date <laughs> he said he said he said he did he just couldn't remember the first episode being 47 minutes long I, it didn't feel like it was 47 minutes to me. Oh, so what? It, felt, it felt like it was 47 hours to me. Yeah, well, you're a bitch. Anyways. <laughs> Can't deny that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm watching it up quiet. to date. You're locking up the gate? I'm watching it up to date. Oh, okay. So you have anything else to uh, comment on this controversy? Oh, good lord. He does not see females as objects let, let me say that straight up he doesn't he does see uh people as people and shitty people as shitty people so first and foremost he's not miss uh god damn it say the word miss uh, misogynistic <laughs> thank you, thank you. I, I was blanking um it's not the easiest not. word to say I love that, like, just, like, that statement reminds me of how, bef- even before um, the rape allegation, when he was te- teaming up with the woman, like, all he could think about was, like, how hot she was. I'm like, really? Can't you just be a normal person and have a normal co-worker relationship? Like, <sighs> I mean, sure, if you can't get over the fact you got transported to a whole nother world and is in, like, so many different situations you're not used to. Sure, you can. I guess. I don't really see how transporting to another world uh, affects his... Um, Everything is prioritizing and he's, uh, pri- prioritizing their hotness over their profession. Uh, I mean, for all we know, he could be a horny virgin. I think he kind does of that, Does that legitimize that? I don't think that legitimizes that. I don't understand how you have okay, to legitimize Okay, let's be real. Things. As uh, men for a moment, when you have a good-looking female near you, sometimes you might not uh, think completely with your first brain. It's yeah, your it's second head dick. that does thinking for you. So let me ask you something. Let me ask you something to show. In your case, it would be men. But have you actually like been walking down the street or, or something? At any point in your life, any point in your life, saw a good-looking man and say, "Wow, he's good-looking." Not not out yeah. loud, but in your head. Yeah, you're a misinterest. The difference is that I don't say it to them. But he didn't say that the princess was slutty to anyone either. He just thought it. Yes, but this is fiction, and we are seeing uh-huh, his thoughts. Uh-huh. And then, so it's what? different because it's you. No, it's not different because it's me. There's a difference between real life and fiction. In fiction, everything you see in here is deliberately chosen by the author, and the author deliberately chose to focus on all of the sexual thoughts and none of the thoughts that were, you know, the coworker, professional, whatever thoughts. So all I can see is that he, all he cares about is her, her sexiness. So... That's the kind of character that I got, was that he was a misogynistic dick. Okay, but to be fair, he, uh, she was uh, just putting out a lot of affection towards him that's beyond a co-worker or anything. What? And you can... No, she was not. Yes, she yes, was. She was, Did she you was act... literally you putting her body scene? against him multiple times, Did... acting yeah. in a very flirty way. 
Like she was literally skip- putting up every single si- uh, signal possible. Obviously, we know if it was a trap. Like you can literally pick up on the fact that it's a trap from a beginning. But like, and, and let me let me ask you something. Did you completely skip over the fact when they were having dinner together right before the allegation like happened? Do you completely forget the fact that she tried to booze him up? That's not what I'm talking about. We're not. That's I'm talking involved. about. That's, that's called. Part of it. That's called leading someone on. I mean, I wasn't like the, the like. In that particular scene, he wasn't even being that that uh, that sexual. No, like, he, he wasn't. wasn't even thinking about her sexually. No, in he that wasn't. Scene. But she was trying to get him to think that. Yeah, but so we're talking about two different scenes. <laughs> Yeah, we are, but they go they they both play into the same thing. She is a manipulative bitch. It doesn't matter. He didn't know that before. We well, certainly so, knew it when he woke up. It doesn't matter. He didn't he didn't know that she was a manipulative bitch and he still objectified her. Whatever. <laughs> we have different opinions. Clearly. Um so let's move on to um a related uh topic that I thought would be interesting to bring up. Um, so does the trope of accidental sexual harassment, which applies to like every harem show, every romance show, you know, falling and groping a boob, does that desensitize (laughs) the seriousness of sexual harassment in real life? I'd like to point out that it doesn't have to be a harem or any kind of etchy show. Oh no, it could be anything. (laughs) It could be anything. This happens in like really serious shows sometimes. Like didn't it happen in ReZero? I don't know. I don't remember. Probably not. I don't know. I just I've seen it happen in particularly serious shows. I. You want to take this one, Shinoda? I'll say, uh, it really doesn't, because it's such a weird and strange thing that really does not happen. It doesn't desensitize to seriousness of sexual harassment in real life. Like, no. You have to have some kind of uh, (laughs) mental barrier that's been removed for something like that to happen. It's like, no. Like, one is just a fucking animated uh, cartoons, and the other is actual problems in real life. There is a fucking difference. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I would also, I, I would also like to point out, you kind of answered this question in the question when you say accidental sexual harassment. I think for there to be like, for there to be certainly a crime that takes place, there has to be intent. If you don't intend to do something, like, like, like for the example that happens in anime all the time, fall like tripping, falling, grabbing a boob. If you if you never meant for it to happen, and there certainly isn't any malice towards what you're doing, I don't think that really classifies as sexual harassment. It's just at that point an accident that happens to look like sexual harassment. Yeah, but like when we see this, if you saw it out of context, um, without knowing it was an accident, it would be a pretty uh heinous. Oh yeah, for thing. sure. It would be really shocking, right? Oh for but, sure. But uh, but now that you know that it's an accident, um. When you relate it to your real life, you know that doesn't happen in real life. What happens in real life is intentional. And what you're seeing on screen is basically a twisted version of real life events where the rape or the alleged sexual harasser is not actually at fault. Yeah, it's so true. it's kind of weird in that it's it's definitely weird because you it's it's twisting what you know and changing things so that they're not realistic true like, and that I, I, can be seen as desensitizing certainly but then at the context, same time it is right. fiction certainly out of context i can i can certainly understand that point but once you have the context you can kind of see it for what it is some kind of quirky uh like physical comedy now i, I will but say, like who finds that funny though i like the funny people that funny? it's the, been a trope that's been around for literal decades and I think I know, this but like... trope started. I don't even think this trope started with anime. I think this is something that actually started with vaudeville theater, um, back like in the like late eighteen, early nineteen hundreds. Um, I do want to say like the whole anime trope of falling, grabbing a boob. I've never seen that happen in real life. I'd be very shocked if I ever did. I'd be like, oh my god, an anime moment? Yes. Uh, Are you kidding me? 
I mean, I have had what so-called anime moments happen to me in life, and it's like, it's like, yes, remember this moment for the it's rest. Probably of your not life. the not the most appropriate anime. No, not the most appropriate anime moment. I will say though that like accidentally touching someone when you don't mean to does actually happen in real life, yeah, especially that if you're in a really all the fucking time. It, yeah, like just, I, I've been in crowded. I've been in. I've been in crowded places all the time, and I accidentally run into somebody, or I accidentally touch them. There was there was one time I was in like I was uh, I went to a had gone to a concert, and on the way out I accidentally like I didn't I was I thought I was grabbing for the door. I accidentally grabbed someone's butt. I didn't mean to do it, obviously. <laughs> oh my god, you're such a failure at life. What the fuck? No, my, I've my had my is... friend who's been like hella excited and raised his uh, hands to uh just like fist bump in there and ends up knocking me out in the face he, he'd never actually knock me out just punch me in the face like at least once every single year that this happened for multiple years like i, this, I think he just like, doesn't ac- like you accidentally touching someone in a way that could potentially be interpreted as sexual harassment does actually happen in real life i don't think those events that do happen in real life necessarily desensitize the seriousness of sexual harassment i think how people decide to take that can well, well, obviously, accidental touching in real life does not desensitize. But that was an interesting discussion. Um, let's move on. <laughs> to, oh, come um, on, you don't um, want to talk about Goblin Slayer? <laughs> I mean, so, another, yes, Goblin Slayer is another recent example of, uh, of rape in anime. Do you have something to say about it? I, I kind of do, but it's kind of really quick. Um, I think a lot of the controversy that came up around the first episode of Goblin Slayer revolved around two things that were not inherently related to the actual rape that takes place in the um, in the sh- in the show itself. Um, one is the fact that the first episode, well, Crunchyroll in general does not rate the stuff that they stream. Uh, that should probably change, especially after what happened with Goblin Slayer. Um, so, and the fact that I think Goblin Slayer, I don't think the the source material that it's based on has been around for very long. I think two or maybe two and a half, three years at this point. Um, so not a lot of people have read it. And I think a lot of people, most people I would think that went into the, um, the anime, went into it completely blind and not knowing what to expect. I think the co- that combination of those two things led to a bunch of shock of people like finding this and not wanting it. I think that's where the whole thing, the whole rape controversy came in with that. Not the fact that it happened. It's just the fact that so many people went into it, not expecting it. I would agree. And, um, another, uh, case of, uh, rape in recent anime was that, um, it's a very graphic scene in Sword Art Online episode 10 of the new Sword Art Online um, but for that episode, there actually was a warning on Crunchyroll, and there wasn't really a backlash at all. And um, again, people knew what to expect because there was something beforehand. Yeah, there's been so like what, about... two or three other uh, quote unquote rapists uh, in the series. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can. We can. Uh, there's uh, Kyoto's spurned harem, and now there's. Uh, the rapist group as well. There's many groups in the Sword Art Online uh, universe. That actually, universe. you know what? That can lead us into another topic discussion you have written down here about villainization. Yes. So, um, when is it good to? Uh, when is it appropriate for rape and sexual harassment um, to be used to villainize characters? It's definitely not okay to use it as just a cheap getaway. Oh, that was. Okay, I let me clarify. I thought there was going to be so much more to that. Like, when you have a already generic villain or a villain that's uh clearly just out for blood, and they and you also decide to make them a rapist, also, like, what the fuck? They're already a bad person, or uh, they're the opposing side to the hero of the story. Sure, whatever. And now you go. Now you went ahead and say, "Oh yeah, by the way, they're a rapist." And it's like, what? Like, they're already bad. Why are you? Ju- why? Like, it's a unnecessary. 
It's an unnecessary layer of evil you're adding on. And it it's just kind of cheap. Yeah, for like for Sword Art Online, um they were just already evil and then the rape comes out of nowhere and I'm like, you didn't really have to do that. <laughs> they were evil for other reasons. Don't just heap on things. There's really no no reason. Like if you have a villain like when you um, tag you things make on them... like that, it's just yeah, sad. Like it's just sad, sad writing. I will say I but, will say this like it, it can be very cheap a cheap way to introduce a villain although I will say it's very easy to deduce who the villain is if you introduce a rapist without a doubt yeah, yeah sure I think like if the con if it's appropriate for the context of the villain that they have to rape people for the story to progress then yeah it's fine but like like Chinota said don't just like if there's a reason the villain is uh a villain and then you just also add on the rape like that's super unnecessary yeah i mean like it can be it can be used very easily as a cheap gimmick to make an already established villain seem like even more mustache twirling and evil um at the same time i think it act i you can actually use it in if it's used well enough then I think you can also use it to very firmly establish the evil intent of certain characters. Yep, definitely. It's all about use it when it is appropriate. Don't just fling it around. And certainly don't use it to like inject some spice into your story just because your story is lacking it currently. Yeah. So it's a, I didn't actually watch the Goblin Slayer uh, episode, but I guess would would you consider that appropriate? <laughs> um okay so yes i would mostly because it's the goblins that are doing the rape and like having goblins as evil boogeymen of your story is nothing new like it's been done for hundreds and hundreds of years throughout like mythological fiction um so i actually think it was very appropriate to establish establish very quickly how bad these goblin characters were and why the main character goblin slayer does what he does especially when you learn goblin slayer's backstory i don't know if this is a well i haven't actually seen goblin slayer but from what i've heard the goblins can't reproduce themselves so they need to impregnate human women question marks yeah they they need yeah. to uh reproduce so like guess... other females of uh other species so I... And it's not yeah, it's it's, 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 worth, it's worth pointing out it's not just human women like they can do I think it, it's like with elves and pretty much so anything that else that's sense. a female because they don't have I, females. Yeah, it's an all male race. See, at the same time, I guess that makes sense for the plot, but then like that particular characterization of their species is also maybe unnecessary at the same time. So I don't, I'm not entirely sure. But, I would um, say it is. It's necessary or unnecessary? It is necessary. I would say it is necessary. Yeah, I, I, like I it's, think it's fucked up and really like well. it's a bit tacky. Yeah, but necessary, yes. I think it's actually used really well to establish like why the main character does what he does because they're so thoroughly evil and irredeemable. I see. So on a similar vein. Uh, do you think rape and sexual harassment are good tools to set a dark atmosphere for a story? It's certainly a great start. <laughs> um, I mean, like think of think think of the things you can use to set a dark tone or atmosphere for a story: um, war, dystopia, famine, genocide. All of these things are really great, but then if you throw rape in there, it's like, well, it's just that much darker. I guess. I feel like it's very easy to um, make it uh, inappropriate. Because like, if you just th start throwing rape here and there, it's like it's too much. It's really too much. I think, I think it depends on the context of the story, like the setting. I think, I think it depends on other aspects of the story itself um, as to whether it's a good tool to use in that particular story. Like obviously, if like if, if there were a rape in Konosuba, that would be so inappropriate. But the Konosuba isn't a dark story. No, but I'm saying <laughs> if, if like the author said, I really need this to take a dark turn. Let's have Cosmo rape somebody. Megamine, come here. Oh no. 
Like, it would certainly turn the story dark. It would make the story very dark very quickly, and I think you'd lose a lot of the goodwill you've built up with your fans at that point. I think the negatives would definitely outweigh the positives. Um, but like, if you had a story that was like a dystopian fiction uh, story where people are fighting for survival and like there's a faction of people who are like um like raiders or whatever and they rape people like i think that's appropriate in that particular context that they go out and like they rape and they pillage that's true that is true because it may it it it, it makes it very easy to relate the fact that these particular this particular group of people in this story in this setting are you're not supposed to like them <laughs> yeah, and it saga. would make sense. <clears throat> um, that's true. It is used. Well, see, that's like extremely appropriate because it's actually historically accurate. So <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. That's, listen, I, I want you can't to, even complain. I, it's yeah, like it actually happened. I, you know, you can't because it's literally based on like fucking. Like I know there's gonna be an anime version of this coming out sometime in 2018. <clears throat> Who knows when? <laughs> um do yourself a favor if you're looking for a, g- a really good manga to start go read vinland saga you will not be disappointed it is pretty good manga which is interesting actually because the preview for the anime looks um, nothing like it's, it is the, the art style does not look very dark it looks very shonen it so looks, i don't know it how looks, you know what it looks like it looks like someone and I, i'm gonna like you're gonna laugh when i say this but it looks like someone put like a a slightly brighter lighting filter on attack on titan character designs that's exactly what it looks like honey what can you complain about oh i mean i i I, I'm, st- I'm still holding out hope that it'll be great but yeah vinland saga does this too and i think it does it really well like it 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 thoroughly establishes that some of the people in the story are not good and probably shouldn't be trusted. Well, on that note, unless you have, uh, unless anyone has any final uh, points to make. God, we've been doing this for over an hour. Holy shit. <laughs> well, thank you all out there for dropping in to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed it because we sure enjoyed bringing it to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. If you want to keep up with what we're doing and have a little more fun, you can join our Discord server, become a member of our Facebook group, follow our Twitch channel, and visit our website. And if you have any questions, comments, or criticisms of this or any episode, feel free to shoot us an email. Links to all these things are down below in the description. I have been your host, show, and I will see you next time. Probably not as your host, but as a <laughs> member. Uh, say goodnight, everyone. Good night. I would like Remember, to point kids, out, consent is the most important thing. Please I would like to, uh, have your partner consent before yes. anything. Uh, and a safe no word helps. No. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I would like to say one last thing before we go. We didn't get to this, but it's really quick. You had, One of the questions you had in the, the thing we were going to talk about is like, is appealing to a rape fantasy unethical? Yes, it is, but it's highly profitable. Okay. Okay. Then. Okay. Words of wisdom from Alex Semper. Go read Fifty Shades of Grey and you'll find out what I mean. Oh. Come on.